0: A reminder to get your DMs in for Barker's back leg bits, which we will have at the end of the show. My Twitter handle is SN Jeff Flair. Got tickets to give away for the. I scribbled over the date of the game. Tickets to give away for the August 29th ninth game uh, at that Rogers the Rogers Center. I I do. I do. I think that game is against the Cubs, is it not? August 29th, not the Angels.
1: I don't get paid to read that.
0: One sheet says Cubs, one sheet says Angels. Anyhow, it's a game on August 29th at the, uh, at the Rogers Center. Show up, somebody will be playing the Blue Jays because there's a dome. And they're free, so <laughs> does it really matter? Does it really matter who it is? There you go. It's the 29th versus the Cubs. It's a Cubs trivia question. Oh yes, I should have put two and two together. That's why I'm. That's why I was. That's why I used to be a reporter. It is I'm losing. Day. I'm losing my repertorial day. instincts. It
1: is today after you say Kikuchi starts. This is true. <laughs> so, this is true. Give you a hall pass.
0: A little bit of a, a uh, little bit of a fog here. 707 is the first pitch tonight at the Rogers Center. The second of three games between the Jays. And the Orioles. And uh, it'll be Alec Manoa on the mound, Dean Kramer tomorrow afternoon. A reminder a 3.07 first pitch. Ross Stripling will be on the mound against Austin Both The Baltimore Orioles are a game and a half out of the wild card. They're a game and a half behind the last wild card spot, which right now is held by Kevin Barker's Toronto Blue Jays.
1: I'll take it. I'll take it. They'll, they're going to figure it out. Have faith, Jeff.
0: Well, it is important to realize, and we tried to do this a little bit in Blue Jays talk last night as we sort of poked through the embers of that, <clears throat> of that loss, that they, they are not 100 games out of the wild card spot. Nope. It is important to realize that. Um, our expectations, yeah, they were high for this team. That I think they'd have more wins by now than they do, absolutely. That I think they'd be better against teams over 500, absolutely.
1: But I would say, too, that you thought Vladdy but. was going to have a better year than he's having. Bo would have a better year than he's having. And Jose Barrios yeah, is going to have yeah, a better absolutely. year. All of those those three things right there are the reason why they don't have the record that we thought they should have I this time. I think by of and day. large, you're right. I mean,
0: they're, yeah, there they're, is. They're rather, there's good and bad in every year. and But by and large, those three, I think those three things, you know, everything else balances out. Lourdes is having a terrific year. You know, Teoscar is having a Teoscar year. Matt Chapman's hitting home runs. Everything else balances out. I mean, on the positive, the the, the thing I will say, and it's going to seem a little odd after that error that Bichette made last night, but on the positive, the one thing that has exceeded my expectations this year has been their infield defense, has been their defense in general. That has exceeded my expectations on a, an, in, in a good way. But, uh, yeah, it's been... You don't always like the pinpoint individuals, but I think if you got more out of Laddie, you got way more than a 300 uh, on base percentage out of out of Bo, and Jose Barrios was more like what his career suggests he should be. Yeah, this team would have had more wins, even with all you know the concern about the bullpen and all that stuff, and George mm-hmm. Springer's injury and all that. Those other things. Would have, uh, I think, at any rate, you know, really made up for it. But I mean, here we are, and um, as you pointed out yesterday, the schedule does get a little favorable in terms of your opponent. It's a corker down the end. I mean, you got those games in Baltimore, but um,
1: after these after these nine that are coming up, yeah. you know, you got what. Two more against the Orioles, and you'll have four against the Yankees and three against the Red Sox. After those, the next 16, other than those four against the Orioles, right. you got a little window there that you can do th- some things. Now you got a couple of doubleheaders against you, the Rays lurking in the You could get away there, I with I some bad pitching. Yeah. Like you could get away with some pitching that is not great and still win a lot of those games. So, yeah, I, again, they're they're still gonna have to pitch better. They're gonna have to play better defense when it matters most against good teams. Because you make one mistake like we saw last night. It's one inning. the fourth inning. Uh as we await Jackie
0: Bradley Jr., be surprised that the Texas Rangers fired Chris Woodward. Not
1: really. I mean it's his fourth year there.
0: And it was his fault that I mean, the, they, 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 it was his fault that they, they signed Simeon and Seeger. That he's anyhow. having a
1: down year too, Marcus Simeon. Yeah, it's his fault that, that Marcus Simeon forgot how to hit. Uh I mean, they. whenever uh, – you're not going to fire the players and the GM's not going to fire himself. Yeah. Who's left? Yeah. When you spend a half a billion dollars on two dudes and it's not working out, who's the first guy to go? Yeah, I, I guess the only I thing is, I, you know – and they're probably wanting to get a jump. Because if you look next year, there are teams that's, who are probably gonna look for a manager. That's that that's a so great point. So they want to probably get a jump on that a little bit sooner than the point. other teams are. You know, even if say the Yankees go south, the Yankees are looking for a manager. Yeah. No the that, Blue Jays may be looking for a manager. There's some teams, some big teams that could be looking for managers. Yeah,
0: that is a good point. As much as
1: the White you know, Sox, the Rangers I mean, have
0: teams. The, Rangers, the Angels. The Rangers have made some some the Rangers have improved their run differential, or I'm sorry, have improved their their run defense improved and all that good stuff. Run suppression's improved. But yeah, I'm with you. I think it's a uh, I think it's an indication that um Texas wants to get a head start. And and I'll tell you, I mean, you know, at some point Dusty Baker's gonna retire too. Mm-hmm and i'm not saying that he's going to get pushed out or anything like that but at some point dusty's going to retire and if they win this year dusty may say you know what
1: it would make sense this is a get good a winner.
0: this is a good time to go and then now you got the houston astros in there in in that picture and if you want to if you're a manager Oof. and you want to take over a, a team that's that's on the verge, mm-hmm. it's not on the verge. A team is already there. I, I think your your instincts are right. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that there are going to be some, there could be some some really good teams uh, looking for managers. And you know what? There are some names out there. There are some names out there. If you're Texas, I hope you don't go the name route. I I, I would I would like to think that you would take your time and do a proper search and not simply go for Joe Girardi or or it- or Joe Madden.
1: It really is true that the manager is only as good as his players. If the players that are supposed to do well don't do well, your manager's not going to look like he knows how to manage. It's simple. And that's some of of the times when you spend a bunch of money on a couple of guys and, and those couple of guys... Now, Seager's having a, you know, he, he got off to a slow start, but he seems to have turned the corner and doing some things. But the, Mark, the Marcus Simeon thing and the, and the Gray thing, I mean, he's been, what's he making, $12, 12 million this year? So they've spent some money, and it's just not working out this year. But I don't know what their expectations were. Was, was it a big jump from where it was last year, or they just wanted to take a step forward and make a serious run next year? I guess you'd have to ask the organization. And again, it gets back to the GM. The GM's not going to fire himself. I'll take the hit for this one. I'm good. I'll can myself. No, it doesn't work that way. And I can't fire the, the players that I just gave a bazillion dollars to. So who's the next guy around? The manager. Yeah,
0: I would think you're. Uh, I would think you're probably. I would think you're probably right about that. Um, you know what we should do is we, uh, as we we're waiting for Jackie Bradley Jr. Let's talk about that. That have your Baez play last night, Lance. Do you have it queued up? Um I'm mean, we're gonna play the, the, the audio clip of this and then I'll explain I'll explain what happened and why we're talking about it. Go ahead, Lance.
1: Center field. Miles Straw, one down seems boring right watch this just wait how low this pitch is Well, oh, that hit the ground it bounced look at hedges was in block mode yeah he was that was he did that was wow uh,
0: Vladimir Guerrero yeah it was uh, Javier Baez yesterday uh flied out to center on a pitch that hit the ground mm-hmm. and uh, it was you know Vladdy I mean Vladdy Sr. legendarily hit a double in and, and at double A and a ball that bounced in front of home plate. Swear to God, guys who saw it, guys like Cliff, they 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 swear that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it doesn't, it's such a good story that why would you want to? Why would you want to track it sure. down? Uh,
1: okay, you've been a hitter, sure. How the hell does that happen? It should just fluke? So, so. dumb luck fluke? Well, Javi well, Baez is a little different when it comes to bat to ball skills and that fast twitch fighter muscle where you know you'd you'd lose your lower half and you could still keep your hands back enough to just throw the barrel at the baseball you don't want to make a habit out of swinging at balls bouncing the dirt i mean that's the first thing there's a reason why hobby's having a bad year i mean let's not lie about it and it was a lazy can of corn to center I field don't. so you know let's but, not read too much into it <laughs> but it is it is kind of funny and it was right down the middle I mean it did bounce it was right down the middle so that is an easier it was like pitch it's like cricket the, it was it was and I'm sure there's there's most guys at the big league level would try not to swing at that but probably couldn't hit it either mm-hmm. but Javi does he is talented when it comes to athleticism and being able to fast twitch it's like those playing the left side of the infield ball's hit hard it's like those he he makes the move a little quicker than everybody else does it's not like a boxer he will wait 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 right. it's those little fast twitch javi has that look I, I every time you watch him mm-hmm. hit you want to pull your hair out cuz that's not the way a guy and i know you hate me to say this the guy that's just that makes as much money as he does you th- you would think no i'm with you on this one i'm with you on this uh, one what <laughs> he is swinging out at the plate and he's not. He is a, it's not even free swinging. It's wild swinging, closing your eyes, hoping you hit it kind of thing. And I know, I know you, I think you thought that was a little cooler than I think a lot of guys that were watching that who have tried to hit oh, it's, before it's at the randomness. big league. Level. It's the randomness of it. You know, it's, it's. Yeah. I was, I, I would, I would have acted like the announcer acted. Okay. what would oh, that have... ball bounced. Well, okay. You're his teammate. Well, I, I couldn't. I can't say on live radio what I would say to him. It would be a funny way of saying it. Okay. Because you would know your teammates, and you know what you can and can't say. And He right. seems like a good dude, and you can poke fun at him. And he's having a bad year, so you know the paycheck going to the going to the bank makes it a little easier to have the year that he's having. Because I'm sure he goes and gets in his expensive car. And it's a little easier driving away from it when I just popped out to the center fielder on a ball that bounced in the dirt. So I guess it's funny. It would be funnier for him than it would be for other guys that that haven't signed the deal that he signed. But it, it would be it would be funny words in a in a in a way that you can't say on the radio. Do you ever try to do something like that? Absolutely, even not. in VP. It was hard enough. Just to try. It was hard enough to get a strike and get barreled to a to a strike. Yeah, I practice that. That's, I don't know that's practice. That's but got a lot of a lot of
0: time, a lot of spare time. What's the stupidest thing you did in batting practice?
1: Try to hit right-handed.
0: Everybody does that at some point, don't they?
1: I did it just, once. Just almost, almost pulled my hip out of socket. Didn't do it again. I'm, I'm awkward right-handed. Yeah, but everybody else was doing it and said, "Try it, try it." Mm-mm. Never again. And it just looked weird seeing it from a white, right-handed thrower. Yeah. Oh, it would for sure. Because I've never seen it before, and I didn't even know how to swing. I didn't even really know how to hold my hands. I didn't, that even feels awkward. Of me putting my left hand on the bottom, even though I'm left handed, you would think it would be because that's my dominant hand. You would think it'd be easier because that would be easier for me to have a steering wheel because that's my dominant hand. Just felt awkward. I didn't even know how to stride towards the baseball. Yeah,
0: it's It's awkward uh, for me. I I, said, thinking back to the conversation. And I got left at. Thinking back to the conversation. Thinking back to that conversation I had with Jed Lowry early in the year about about pinch uh, about switch hitting, and that's one of the things he talked about is it's just there's like you're using your brain, you're just using different different parts of your brain. You're seeing stuff differently, and
1: it, it is it's even how you turn your head to make sure you yeah. don't use one eye instead of two. Yeah. Eyes. I mean, it sounds simple, and everybody should be able to do that. But when you don't do it, and it's not a habit for you, yeah. And even when I turned around, I even felt myself having to open up to actually use both eyes to see the baseball, which is not the easiest thing to always do. You know what?
0: I'm, uh, let's give away our tickets. Let's give away our tickets uh, in case we don't get uh, Jackie Bradley Jr.
1: That's sad. I had some good questions to ask him. Oh, well, He'll join us. He'll join us.
0: Stuff happens. Got to roll with it. Mm. I got some good questions, too. Don't worry. We'll ask him. Uh, we have tickets to give away to see the Chicago Cubs on August 29th at the Rogers Center. What are you looking at? Let's we'll
1: see if you didn't scribble over that.
0: I didn't. I got it here. Uh, we've been giving you a chance to win Blue Jays tickets all season long. What's on Blair the chances that you, you listen say will be pitching podcast, a- <laughs> that podcast? You think they'd still want them, the tickets? Uh, All you have
1: to do is to... <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to say it. See, why don't you just read this? <laughs> no, I don't get, I don't, yeah. I don't get paid no, as read much it, as you, you do. you read it. You read it. Oh, I'm good.
0: I don't get paid enough. All you have to do is text the correct you've been answer to our daily job. baseball trivia question to 590, 590 Yesterday, we asked you, the only three Angels to win AL Rookie of the Year are Shohei Ohtani, Mike Trout, and this player who played his whole career with the team. I said the answer was fishy.
1: I would have never gotten this.
0: I wouldn't have either. Tim Salmon. It's
1: What's obvious. The answer. Once you say his name out loud, but I've never got it.
0: I wouldn't either. Mm-mm. I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking a whole bunch of different guys.
1: On, like I said, I went back to
0: Jim Fergosi, I think. That's a good guess. Huh? Today's question, as I mentioned, is when to see the Jays and Cubs at the Rogers Center on August 29th. Name the one Chicago Cubs player to have stolen more than 50 bases since the year 2000. Barker, you were all over this. this he, was a, he was a speedy outfielder who spent the bulk of his career in the National League. Again, name the one Chicago Cubs player to have stolen more than 50 bases since 2000. He was a speedy outfielder who spent the bulk of his career in the National League. Text the answer to 590 for your shot The win. See rules at sportsnet.ca slash 590. I will tell the story tomorrow when we give you the answer about one of my most embarrassing moments as a journalist and how it involved this player and how it was a lesson that when you were in a clubhouse,
1: don't say it out loud. Keep
0: <laughs> your freaking mouth shut. Yeah. Because you never know who's listening. Well he
1: was nice about it, no? Oh, he's
0: great about it. Oh yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean sure. uh, thank thank God. But it was just I mean how
1: how what? Well, There's he, no other way he could have said it. No, but I was just—it was,
0: uh, yeah. And 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 as it turns out, I mean, anybody who played with this guy, this guy is a lovely man. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. a good guy in sports. I know everybody's a good guy. Now, this guy is a really good dude. He was a really good teammate. Sure. He was hugely, hugely popular. And I actually, no, I'm not going to give the name away. I actually saw him the next year, and went up and introduced myself, and he started to laugh, and he said, "I remember you," and I said. Yeah, I bet you do. But uh, anyhow, so we'll tell that story. We'll tell that story tomorrow. Let's take a break and come back with Barker's back leg bit, shall we? This sounds like the thing to do. Maybe we can scare up somebody else to come on the show in the meantime. Joe Siddle usually calls up when he's listening. Now mm. yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, Sportsnet 360. Hello, Mom. The Sportsnet Radio Network and wherever you get your favorite podcast. We're more invested in this season than Bitcoin because we do not understand Bitcoin. Blue Jays baseball
1: on the Sportsnet Radio Network.
0: It is that time of the show, Barker's back leg bits, where uh, you, the listener or viewer, get to ask questions of Kevin Barker. You can DM me at SN Jeff Blair, and uh, I'll pass it on to Barker. You uh, want to change or take back anything? After seeing what the Braves did to the Mets last night? No. Okay.
1: How about the Marlins? You want to talk about them for a while? What about the Marlins? What about the Marlins?
0: <clears throat> DMs are open, and there are a ton of DMs. And what percentage, Kevin, do you think... What percentage do you think have to do with you saying <laughs> Gucci? I'm looking at it right now. Fair amount. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know what? Let's put Blair and Barker aside for a minute or the uh, um, Barker's back leg bits because lo and behold, we do have a certain Mr. Jackie Bradley Jr. Oh,
1: good. There we are.
0: There we go. That's perfect. Awesome. Mark Boffo, our producer, is talking to him and going to get him set up and saying nice things. Here we go. We're all set. So hang in. We'll have Barker's back leg bits for you in a few minutes. Push some buttons. Push the flashing green one. Nice, mark. There he you go. It. He pushed he the flashing it. green button. We've got Jackie Bradley Jr. on Blair and Barker. Jackie, thanks so much for taking time out and joining us today. Uh, we really... No problem. We appreciate it, man. Um, you know, look, you've been... I mean, you're, you're, you're part of the furniture in the American league East, even though you haven't been with the blue Jays, you were there with the, and I mean that with all due respect, you were there obviously with the yeah. Boston Red Sox for a long time. So you've seen these guys or you saw these guys across the field. Now you've been here a couple of days yeah, sure. now. What did, any anything yeah. surprise you about this group? Different, better, worse? No, <laughs> um, no,
2: nothing has surprised me there. The same talented, high-energy group that I've seen um, from uh, from across the way. Uh, they love to play the game. They're they're athletic. They're, they're smart. They're well coached. And uh, guys are. I mean, they're they're good, man. <laughs> I mean,
1: there's no other way way around it. Jackie, is that is that all they have to be as good this time of the year, or is, does experience? matter because you look at their lineup. Vladdy, Lourdes, Teoscar, Bo, Alejandro Kirk, uh, Ramel Tapia, like there's a lot of guys that matter that have really never been through a stretch where, you know, every single one of these pitches matter. Every ball that's hit to you matters. Does experience matter this time of the year?
2: Um I don't I don't I mean these these guys have experience. They may be young, um, but they have experience. They they have the talent. It's the same game, obviously. Um, you know, being there helps because you know how to to handle it mentally, but um, you know, these these guys are doing just fine, obviously. It's a tough stretch right now, but that's just the ups and downs of, of baseball. Um, we all know you wanna we all know that you, you wanna get hot at the right time and you know if you would have told this team that they would be in this position at this very moment, um at the beginning of the year, I, I believe they'll, they they would take it and and kind of leave the rest kind of in their hands and in their destiny.
0: Jackie, is it different being the chaser or the chasey? You know, in other words, now you you guys were the were the top of the wild card or the Jays were at the top of the wild card standings for a while, and I'm sure you went through this in Boston. Uh, teams are chasing chasing the Jays down. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it different being the team everybody's aiming for compared to the team? chasing yeah it's different
2: um i feel like you know sometimes when you're 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 chasing um there's a there's more of a sense of urgency but um when other people are chasing you um you're more so you you just got to play your game um obviously every game is is important um but we can only focus on one game at a time um don't try to get too far ahead of yourselves, and to continue playing some some good baseball.
1: You've seen Vladdy from afar. You've seen him in a clubhouse with you. Is it fair for us to say that he is having a down year offensively? Um, it's, it's the season's not over.
2: Sure. You know, is uh, I wouldn't say say it's a down year. Um, if you want to say down year compared to what he did in last year, mm-hmm. then yeah, that's that's fair, but. I mean, this—he this, is still a very, very productive player. Um, he's very mature, far beyond his years um, in this game, and you know it's been—it's been fun to to talk to him and and even learn from him as well.
0: Uh, I—I'm I, wondering, Jackie. You know, you're you're at the point now in your career, or you've been at a point in a couple, for a couple of years where you've been transitioning from an everyday player to a guy who's—I'm not going to use the phrase role player but to a guy who is, you know, you may not be in the lineup every day. What's been the hardest thing uh, for you in terms of making that transition? And, you know, is it is it easier to do that after you've played um, regularly for a while compared to, let's say, being asked to do it earlier in your career? Um, I don't think
2: it, it's any easier. I feel like the the way you prepare might be different um more so now than it than it was back then. Um it's definitely an adjustment and it's something that um I've had to to to, to learn and um continue to try to improve my craft any way I possibly
1: can. Jackie, beginning of your career, I don't think velocity was as high as it is now. Has that been a big adjustment? You know, Jeff mentioned the the when you're an everyday player, it's a little easier to stay in the flow and mechanically sound and, you know, the timing, all those things. But when now that you're playing every other day or every third day, has velocity added an extra element of routine wise and, and maybe you've changed something to try and catch up to velocity?
2: Um, I don't. I don't feel like. You know, velocity has necessarily been a thing. I think it's just overall just timing. Um, no matter what the velocity may be, guys are constantly mixing, mixing and match, matching, subtracting and and adding. Um, you know, you you just want to you know be on time to have that adjustability to be able to handle multiple pitches in the
0: zone. Jackie, listen, really good of you to join us today. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jackie. And it's- Anytime, fellas. Good be, talking to you. Be well. That's Jackie Bradley Jr. of the Blue Jays, and uh, yeah, he—he, he, I mean, he's like—he's been part of the American League East forever. It almost seems
1: like it. Uh, it does. It's—it's it's interesting to hear the experience part of it down the stretch here, and it's—I—I I, I think it's uh, sort of—I I would guess if you ask, say, five different players, you might get five different answers about that down the stretch teams that are trying to go where the Blue Jays are trying to go to. You've got a lot of guys who haven't, quite frankly, really been there. You know, you're facing good teams in the American League East. You're facing a surprise team in the Orioles. Does experience matter? Like, does it matter that, you know, it's okay to to work counts and, and try and hit with two strikes? Like, is that okay mm-hmm. because you've been there and done it before? They haven't mm-hmm. a lot. Does it matter? And I think his answer was not really. If you're a good player that good part is going to take over and experience doesn't really matter as much as you would think. I would think it would be go hand in hand. Like you would have to be good. And also you would have to understand like, you know, don't try too hard. Like it's the easiest thing to do to walk up to yeah. a Bo and be like, Bo, stop trying so hard. But he hadn't really been there before to understand not to do that. And, and how, if he does, back it off a little bit, what will it look like? And will he still be competitive and look like the bow he wants to look like? There's a – that's just an interesting conversation and question, I think.
0: Yeah, and, and it is the – looking back now, it is maybe the one aspect of this team that I didn't pay close enough attention to.
1: You look at this lineup. Yeah, just name the names. Vladdy, Kirk, Lourdes, Teoscar, yep. Bo, yep. Rymel Tapia. You could throw Whit Merrifield in there because of the the playoff situation I mean, in the American League East. and S- Springer, Chapman. They, even the pitchers. It's not like there's a, a, a plethora
0: of postseason there experience. Springer and Chapman have been the guys. Springer and
1: Chapman are the guys. So you're asking have the a lot pedigree. of playing catch-up when it comes between the ears and have the the at-bats that everybody thinks you can have when when it matters the most, when games are on the line, when you haven't really done it a lot. I mean, just saying it out loud, it's a lot, Jeff. Like, it's a lot to ask. And then you ask the question, you've asked it to me before, do we think they're a year too early? Or we... Maybe, I, I yeah. guess, a better way to put it. Were
0: we a year too early? Maybe. By <laughs> I just guess saying be the better that out
1: loud and saying all those <laughs> names who haven't been there and done it before, and does it really matter? I mean, I don't want to make excuses for them because they they, they do have a lot of talent. And they and they do have a lot of right-handed hitters, which I think is a, no, is a big issue. I do think that is, that you, may be a bigger from issue the <laughs> than the experience factor. And obviously, Jose Barrios, which we've talked about a lot. But I mean, just I've saying always, all of those things out loud, it's a, yeah. bi- it's a big deal. Like, one guy can't go up to the other guy and go, Hey, what did you go through? I've always, this? But other I, than George Springer. I've always
0: thought that the experience factor comes into play less during the pennant race than it does in the postseason. Because, yes, the pennant race, it's life and death in terms of the standings your scoreboard watching, but it's still September. It's still a regular season game. And as long as you're close, there's always tomorrow. And, and that's why I've always thought that the playoff and playoff experience is completely different because now you get to a point where there isn't tomorrow.
1: Sure. And they, you know what they always say, especially when you're struggling. And now that they're in the three-team card thing and they say, don't look at the scoreboard. Everybody looks how do you, at the how scoreboard. Do you, how do you do that? Like, that's my point is, like, you want not look at it. Because you've been there and done it before, you've went through it to where you know how to only peek at it occasionally yeah. instead of staring at it. I it's a it's an interesting conversation.
0: All right, now we will go to Barker's back leg bits, and as I said, Lord knows we have a ton of back leg bits. Uh, I want to start with Nadia, though so first of all, because uh, the question has uh, nothing to do with you say Kikuchi. Awesome. Um, any thoughts? On the Fernando Tatis Sr. On his comments that Tatis Jr. May have gotten the fungus due to a haircut. That's the story that Tatis Sr. is saying. We talked about the 80-game the, the suspension for PED use. And, and, and both he and David Ortiz... First of all, I wonder about getting a fungus infection of the hair, from a haircut. I mean, I guess you should probably know your barber or your stylist. Um this is what Tatis Senior said, and I want to read this. And this is, thank you for the for the DM because I want to get your take on this. This is Tatis Senior. It was a mistake that could have been handled differently. Destroy the image of a player for such a small thing for a situation like this. It's a catastrophe, not just for Tatis Junior, but for all of baseball. There's millions of fans that will stop watching baseball. Thank God he doesn't believe in hyperbole. All of this has happened because of something that is not worth this issue. This is something for the skin. That's something that's not performance enhancing and is no testosterone. It has nothing to help you improve in the game.
1: I mean, I would the first thing, okay, whatever. But that's the first thing I would say. But why didn't you go and ask? Is this it okay is, for me to rub this, stick this in my body, whatever the case is? Is it illegal? Is yes. this gonna get me in trouble? There's fifteen people around me following me around so I can hit in front of Juan Soto. So those are excuses. I get it. Maybe you got it from that. Yeah. But but there's David, no excuse for David the other Ortiz part of it.
0: Also, David Ortiz, who's now comfortably in the Hall of Fame and doesn't necessarily run away from any steroid questions, Uh, also threw out, are we really going to penalize this guy for this? But his point is maybe Major League Baseball needs to come up with a way of Dumbing it down, he, uh, so you get away with whatever no, you I want to get away he, what with. He, what he was saying is, I think essentially what he was saying is, look, if it ain't public, no one's going to know about it. And I think what he, he he's he, and I listen. The reason I'm the reason I wanted the reason I wanted to, the, I wanted to read this the the reason I wanted you to answer this question because I listen. I know what your I know what your thoughts are being about about steroid users. I know
1: what you. You think about that. I have a tough time with the Barry Bonds thing. I've seen him up close. He's the best hitter I've ever seen walk on planet Earth. And him being associated with what he's associated with has been very tough for me. And what I had to go through and what I never used to get where I got, everything that's on the back of my baseball card was earned with sweat and nothing else. I could have very easily done that, Jeff. No questions asked. And I just think this is an easy excuse for a guy to come out. Whether that's the reason why he was using it, whether he got something, whatever he said he got an infection, whatever it was. And this is why he used it. The bottom line is all he had to do before he rubbed it, poked it, was to call and say, can you come over? Can I ship it to you? And you tell me if this is legal or illegal. Yes or no. It's real, sataka. it would have taken you, you, you're the, you're $350 million man. You could have expressed it. That's my, that's
0: my issue there. Yeah, I, listen, I, I, I agree. I, I have a real live and let live uh, approach when it comes to PEDs or, you know, recreational drug use. I just, I, I just do. Um, but I don't like excuses and I don't like stupidity. Like, I, I'm, if someone, and, and this is, I keep going back to the way Andy Pettit handled the situation. He come out and said, look, yes, I used human growth hormone. I'm sorry. Shouldn't have done it. Sorry for my teammates. I I, I get this. And then he said, but, and now we're all going, okay, what's the but? But he said, I wanted to get back and help my teammates. I wanted to get back and pitch. I wanted to get out there and earn my money. And I thought this was going to help me heal faster and train better. And I thought that, that's essentially what, that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's why you know people always say, "Well, why do some guys, and Andy Pettit didn't get in the Hall of Fame, but why do some guys skate when it comes to this, and other guys don't?" It's because of the way. It's because of the way you handle it. It's not just a matter of coming out and saying, "Yeah, I'm sorry." It's it's explaining. It's showing, not, not remorse. You all, we're all big people here, but showing me that you understand why. This is happening, and, and 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 don't just be clear, and and that's the, the thing with with Tatis Jr. I just the, the stupidity just drives me nuts, dude. If you're taking something because you want to get back, because I got a I got a seven year contract, I'm making a hundred and fifty million bucks a year, or whatever the hell it is. I'm tired of sitting in my ass because of these. You know, I want to come back and I want to help the team. I'll look at you and say, well, you know, you you still cheated, but at least. At least I'll give you that fungus and
1: even if it's true, just don't yeah. take a picture of it, send it to somebody, say, can I take this? It's not a, it's not a hard thing.
0: Yeah, Travis Henry wants to ask the same question. The voters for the baseball hall of fame have taken a pretty clear stance that people have taken a handsy substances aren't getting in. I'm not sure how both of you feel about it, but does the 80 game suspension mean Tatis doesn't have a chance of hall of fame? No matter what he does. I'm going to write a column this down. I don't think it does. I think he's done it young enough in his career that if he, if he, if this is it, if there's no other, no other transgression in his part, I, I think this will be forgotten. I also think in his case, we're looking at a hall of fame. What let's give the guy eight years. If you let him in, now you're going to have to years. let Barry in. You're going to have nah, to let Clemens years. in. You're going to have to let... No, no, no. No, because
1: 13 years down
0: the road, man. I don't we're care when it. you 13 do 13 years down the road. You
1: got caught with it. You got suspended 80 games. You get suspended 80 games? Yeah. Thir- 13 years Sorry. down the road, people will be
0: looking at this. People will be looking at this differently. Well, and, and for all we know, well, for all we know, Bonds or Clemens might be put in one of the veterans committees or anything like that. I, it's, but um, I'll tell you what it does do it ends any chance of him being a first ballot guy. He could have the career of careers from this point on. He won't be a first ballot guy, if that matters to people. Because I still I sure think does. there will be people out there who will look back at that. Um, and uh, hopefully we get to the point where we don't have as many voters who believe that no one's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, we do have, there are still people in our voting pool who look at it and go, no one's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, hopefully most of those folks will be gone by then. John Milton wants to know, Kevin, this is about Chris Woodward. Do you believe that some people like Chris Woodward and Charlie Montoyo are coaches, not managers?
1: That's an impossible question to answer. I mean, it's a good question, but it's impossible to answer unless you're in the clubhouse with them every single day knowing how they interact. Uh, you know, again, a man, what's a... What, I, we, we've had this discussion a lot about what the definition of a manager is supposed to be in 2022. Do we know what the answer is yet? Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm on, I'm coming around to your side. Dave Roberts, a great manager. Or does he have the best players on planet earth?
0: And, a, and he's a good communicator.
1: And that's the question. Like, what is a, what is a good manager? I think a lot of the times I will say this, the manager is used as an scapegoat, scapegoat to what you, as an organization, have either spent or you know. There's obviously there's different circumstances for everything. Sounds like the Charlie one's different than it was with the one in Texas, but that's again that it's gets very that's a very hard question to answer. I wish I had a better answer for you, but I just I I wonder what the definition of a good manager is. Well, it
0: used to be how you use the bullpen, but you know the Kevin Cash, anymore? Kevin Cash, and the Rays kind of kind of tore that up because we know that there a, a lot of it is uh, is a collaboration with you know with the khakis as you call them with the front office, and a lot of things are scripted in that. So um, yeah, I, I I I've had to change what I think makes a good manager. Uh, I still think bullpen use there. There has to be a gut. There have to be some gut calls in I'm the gonna game. I'm going to say this. I, I, for I'm me, for more me, on Barker's side. It's how you – maybe it's, it's not just what you do. It's how you project
1: it. When, when do you take that starter out to go to that whoever you go to? That is the key yeah.
0: spot.
1: Most good teams have a seventh, eighth, and ninth inning guy. Now, I do want to say this, and,
0: and Buck brought this up during the telecast last night, talking about managers and the impact they might have. On the team. And I checked this out with, with some of the Orioles people talking about how Brandon Hyde has actually, as this team kind of pulled itself into the picture, he's become more aggressive with the way he's used the team. And it's not that he's put the pedal to the metal, but there are a couple of things. Like last, first of all, the lineup last night, you know, where he's, he gives Cedric Mullins a night off, he's going righty, 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 because he got Kikuchi on the mound. Fourth inning. Fourth inning is it? Fifth inning. Fourth inning. Kikuchi comes out. He immediately he's got Phillips on third. I'm sorry, he's got Nevin on third. He immediately goes to Phillips as a pinch runner. In that inning, immediately goes to Phillips as a pinch runner in that inning, thinking of the sacrifice fly as a possibility. Um, which, as it turns out, that, you know, that that was, that was the case, but. It was interesting how Buck talked about now you've got the lefty. The lefty's a gun. You're not running into another lefty because the Jays don't have any lefties in the bullpen. You're probably going to get him in the lineup at some point anyhow. Mm -hmm. Why not let him come in as a pinch runner? Why not get him in as a pinch runner? For for
1: me, the scoreboard tells you everything. If you have the lead, I think that's, you know, Phillips is a good defender. He's a fast runner. That would make a lot of sense. You, You want your best Defense on the field, yeah, I'm with you. It's you have to know your team. You have to have good enough players that you take one out, you're not missing the beat if you put the other one in. Yeah, not every team has that. Yeah. They just don't. Yeah, I just
0: I, I found it interesting. Well, you already know that they're aggressive on the base pass. I mean, we saw Jorge Mateo and last let's, night. Let's
1: not lie. The Orioles are playing with house money. Oh, of course they are. They are. They have nothing to lose. Manager looks over and goes, "Yeah, okay. Dude's can run. He's fast. He played good defense." <laughs> him in like it, it's makes, it, makes it makes what were it you doing trying to steal <laughs> third what makes
0: it a little easier to do that uh, jays fan one 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 seven four six two five God, come on this has got to be a bot yeah we're not going to go there um adam senor the Shets' error and compounding poor decision cost at least two runs in addition to the one not being earned, if not more. Error led to change that bat for the next batter walk. Poor decision meant two runs scored in double instead of one. In addition, if he takes the f- out at first, sack is just third out. Kikuchi wasn't great, but wasn't as bad as the numbers show. I-, I mean, I think he was as bad as the numbers show, although I, you, know, you made this
1: point. There-, there were more competitive pitches. There was. There were more competitive pitches. No, there's no excuse for me anyway to walk the eight hole hitter who's left handed. You throw him back to back sliders to walk him, to set up a first and second after an error. That's not Bo's fault. Bo's fault is making the error, no question. And then hurrying the throw. I, this gets back to the experience part of the thing that we talk about, Jeff. You know, sometimes it's better to go slow, methodical, than being in a hurry. Would experience matter? To certain guys in big positions on the field for the Blue Jays. I'm not sure anybody has the answer for that. I think they're trying to out talent everybody. But sometimes Mateo is a fast runner, and I, you know, he's hustling out of the box, which is what you have to do. His speed is a weapon. Speed puts pressure on everybody. Is the pickoff play Bo's fault or Yusei's fault? Yusei's fault. So the walk and the throwing error to second base on the pickoff, the whole inning was bad. There's a lot of blame to go around. You say throw a lot less non-competitive pitches than he did with his fastball. That's something to build off of. Out of the pen, forgotten. That's just me. I'm saying. Will they do that? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Mike in Fredericton,
0: New Brunswick, wants to know if we're seeing anything different in Danny Jansen's approach. In the past couple of games, talking about, and he he qualifies it by saying, "Look, I understand Danny Jansen's not going to hit a home run every mm-hmm. second every second plate appearance." And he's qualifying that, so he's not reacting that way. But he's wondering if if we've if you've seen anything with Danny Jansen lately?
1: Well, it right? is the here old thing again. You know, they had the, he had Ryu here, and it was get him through. Six innings with 17 different pitches. Now you're asking him to do the same thing. Will you say Kikuchi? And I don't know how much I haven't really looked, dove into how much he's caught catching Barrios. I know Kevin Gossman, he caught him a couple of times. Yeah, I think a lot of it now this time of the year, it's been put on the conversation is defensive catcher first. We have that Alejandro Kirk guy that can hit and give you offense. If you can try and do things defensively and you know, the mental side, the aggressive, put the, push the button, put the finger, try whatever you have to try to get certain guys through games. I will say it a little bit more than that. And let's not remember, Danny Jansen's not a great hitter. Great hitters going to have their ups and downs. Ups and downs, you know, this is sort of what you see from Danny Jansen. Danny Jansen, for me, is a catcher first, so you've got power. Yeah, that's it, and then then it's eliminated half the field.
0: And, and he's a guy who's going to hit eighth or ninth in your order. Boom, and there you go, and give you good, give you good defense. And, I, and 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 I think that's, um, I I mean I've always I keep, and and I kept making this point about Chapman as well. There, there's some guys. It's not that and Matt Chapman's a bad example because Matt Chapman can hit thirty thirty five home runs. So I don't know if Danny Jansen, I don't think Danny Jansen will ever be able to do that. But I do think there are some players where you have to, you you almost have to just take what they're going to give you offensively. And I think in Danny Jansen's case, that's what you do. You You take what he's going to give you offensively. You hear a lot of rumblings
1: when he came back off the IL. was, oh, he's back. Now he's going to fix or help Barrios, Whoever's struggling, Danny Jansen will be the cure. It's a lot of pressure on him to do all of those things behind the plate. And I know, by the way, you're asked him to go in when he's not an everyday catcher. Cause he's not now like he'll catch when he's asked to catch mm-hmm. whenever that is with ever who's struggling and Kirk, he can't catch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a that's, little unfair. Yeah. It, it's uh, I mean, it doesn't mean that, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that it was a, it was a bad question or anything, but it was, no, it, was a good an question. It, it was an interesting mm-hmm. point. Uh, Last night, Vladdy's home run, off the wall, uh, top of the glove, whoever it was. Off the wall. Off the wall. Do you have an issue with the way he uh, slow steps down to first base a little bit?
1: Really? Just ask. You were asked that on that? Yeah. So 48 games left. We want to yell and scream about Vladdy, the way he runs around the bases and The way they put the jacket on. This is what we're going to yell and scream about I don't the
0: jacket.
1: I don't really care about the jacket. Like, I think a a lot of this is Vladdy has not been hitting a lot of homers. The league has adjusted and said, I'll give you that bloop or that double to right center field. But we don't think consistently you can create backspin and hit a bunch of homers to right center field. He finally hit one, and he just wanted to let it out. Good for him. I think think the... uh, Just let it out.
0: I think the the message was more about kind of taking a couple of steps with the bat and maybe. Uh, That seems to be it. Hey, you know what happens, man. Team loses people. The home run jacket It's going to become even more of a thing if this team ends up being in the rearview mirror. I know this city. I'm telling you, man. It's going to be more of a thing. That's it for Blair and Barker today. We'll be doing Blue Jays talk tonight. We'll be back tomorrow from 10 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590, The Fan 360. As always, wherever you get your favorite podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Have yourself a great day.